So welcome to the fourth Para Presents Para Rodeo Roundtable. David and I, along with different panelists, will be discussing a different topic weekly. David Pickerell is the CEO of Para, and he is on the far other side of me. David, how are you? I'm good. Thanks for having me. Thanks for having me. Um, let me introduce uh, this week's panel. Um, we have Kim, Kid, Kim's Side Money Plans. Hi, uh, everyone. And uh, Pedro Dordash Santiago. What's up? What's up? We have uh, Dashing with Ash in Canada. Hey, everybody. Uh, Hannibal is hungry. Go, Giants. <laughs> and last but certainly not least, John McAlian, author and uh, um, also YouTuber. That um, all, Again, everybody's links can be found in the panel. Um, John has not only written a, a few books, but the last book he wrote uh, made me know that he was uh, not only needed but necessary for tonight's panel. I think that this is a perfect topic for him. Um, and again, all the all the panelists' YouTube channels and notes can or can be found in the show notes after or during. So find them there. So stepping into it, um, thank you everybody for joining us again. And uh, it can feel almost impossible to stay motivated. With some days, you know, some days uh, we are all constantly dealing with different amounts of stress, different types of stress, uh, weather, uh, pollution. I mean, there it, it's so spread. Luckily tonight, we have a panel of veteran gig workers who can relate with the topic tonight, which is staying motivated and coping with stress. Um, John, especially, I mean, John, you're the last book, The Five Contentments or The Five found, uh, Foundations of Contentment. It pretty much is like when we picked this topic, I was like, that's like John's book. <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, really like a lot of this can be found in your book however each has to relate to their own so i've picked a couple of like topics that we can start with and uh just kind of see I got, maybe i got a copy too steve i got a copy from you thank you dad read, oh. read the book also yes yes i gave david Glad one in uh in st louis <laughs> so hope you like it david well you should understand then david how it'll how he fits in tonight perfectly so um yeah so We'll hit on this and then we'll kind of see where it goes. Um, so there's a, there's a bunch of factors, obviously, you know, we can talk about and we, and we will. There's, you know, goals, there's diet, exercise, uh, long days, hours. Um, and by the way, for those that don't know, even though it's only considered seven days in the beginning of the month, we are in suicide prevention month. Um, I do want to mention that and I will throw up a, n a number at the end of the show for everybody so that... Um, if you know anybody or you just need to talk through things with with anybody um it's it's so easy so just make sure to not back away from any of that but i want to start off with saying that um long days hours alone how how is everybody here dealing with that alone that one factor because that seems that's a big one for me anyway i don't know um, we can start with Pedro because maybe he's ready. Um, yeah, good question. I think it's tough. I, I struggled with it more last year when I was doing a lot more gig work in my car, a lot longer grinding, you know, working six, seven days a week and, you know, you work in eight, sometimes 10 hours and you start becoming like, at least for me, but like disconnected from like certain people in your life, family, friends, you know, because you're grinding, you get excited, you're learning these apps. You get uh, you're making good money, maybe. And it's like you want to keep pushing the envelope You make 200 one day. Then you want to make 300 and you become like you're in your little box in your car, you know, and it's like you don't realize some things that you might be missing or connections you're missing. And so I struggled with it more last year. And like what I found is I'm trying to figure out like how to have have a better balance and uh, stay connected, like FaceTiming people or, you know, like just not always so entrenched in the work in the app trying to take little five or 15 minute breaks here step out of the car and take a walk or something you know grab lunch whereas like last year i was like so like addicted to the app almost like just trying to just work and learn it so i've become better but like i have to plan out little breaks here and there or plan out a facetime with my daughter for five minutes just to break the day up that helps me realize like why i'm doing this work 
because for me, like last year, like I said, it was really easy for me just to like get entrenched with these apps and they can kind of mess with your brain a little bit because you become disconnected from what's really important. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Kim, what about you? I know that you, you have a packed schedule every week. I talk to you often enough to know how packed it is. It's like mine. It's like all, most of ours here today. Yeah. Um, my, my week is definitely jam packed. Um, most of it is balancing being a mom and a gig worker. And I work what I like to say unconventionally. I found a way of working two hours, three hours, going home, being with the family. I might work an hour and come back, two hours and come back. And I really found a balance about being a mom and then also doing the gig work. So I'm not that conventional person that works eight hours straight. I really have found that balance that works for me and my family. And that's what has been working for me and what I do. But yours teeters on that. Ex I mean, you're up till three in the morning. Even after your full day, you go home and you edit a video every night and you... I do. I mean, there is no room in Kim's schedule. I, I know with all of ours, but I actually have gotten to know how full Kim's is. And I mean, till late, late in the early hours of morning, she has not one minute to like, to slide. She has no leeway anywhere. <laughs> it's like all plugged like, in and dialed. <laughs> I feel like I've perfected literally maximizing <laughs> my time with being how do I be a present parent? I always say that a lot. Um, and that was my main objective in doing gig work is being a present parent in my daughter's life. So a lot of it has to do with the amount of time I spend with my daughter and my family. And if I have to stay up until, you know, one o'clock in the morning editing, that's the sacrifices I'm making in order to really have that balance. Hey, Kim, do you, do you feel like your balance is better now than it was like last year, like I was saying, or do you, if you learn like how to balance that more? Cause I know, you know, you're super busy, like, like, like Steve was saying, are you getting better with that? Or are you still trying to learn like how to fit in more time for whatever is like, you know, important for you? Yeah, I've definitely gotten better at it as I've, you know, progress. I'll say it's a progression, right? And, you know, what you were saying before is, you know, you do get on a roll and you work and you work and you work when you first start out, but then you understand <laughs> what the work-life balance really means. And I feel like that's what I've gotten into the routine now of doing. Okay. Um, Hannibal, what about you? I know that we are, we all, by the way, we all balance different things. I mean, even though they're kind of the same lives, like, yes, I have a son who lives with me full time, just the two of us. Um, Pedro has a daughter and, you know, lives with his girlfriend. Hannibal's married. Um, John lives alone. <laughs> Lucky. <laughs> lucky, lucky well there's perks to living alone too man <laughs> um but hannibal what about you i mean you know i know i know first of all i know the pandemic put us a lot of us into like a, a new place in regards to this too i mean i know it made a lot more people rely on their social media uh friends more than ever and people they were meeting on YouTube and whatnot. Yeah. I think for me, I try to keep things in perspective as, as much as possible. At least I would say I had more stress with my W2 job years ago compared to the gig work and, and being an independent contractor now. So whenever I had a really bad day, I would think about all those issues I had when I was a W2 employee being a manager and dealing with all that. And I put things in perspective. So I know that sometimes a bad day, sometimes or a bad feeling, you just have to let it, have time to let it pass. It's not permanent. Um, sometimes you interact with people and they you don't know their story, you don't know what they're going through. So for me, trying to keep things in perspective is extremely important. 
Um, I think having a strong support system at home, um, being flexible helped, helped my family. It helped things compared to when I was a W-2 stuck in a very structured situation. My wife has a, a W-2. She has a, a schedule that's really rigid. My, I had a rigid schedule and certain things were not being done, particularly with my son. And he needed more time, especially during the preschool and kindergarten times. Like he needed more, he needed more attention. So as much as it, you know, 2020 was a crazy situation and I moved on and did gig work, I had more time to take my son to school every morning. Um, if there's any issues at school to, to be there, um, to go to meetings and all that types of things, it would have been more difficult to do that if I, if I had a W-2. So this has become more of a blessing um, even through the ups and downs that I can rely on my ability to be more flexible, to be there for my son. So all of the issues that we deal with and how the apps do what they do and, uh, you know, everything we've probably talked about ad nauseum, that keeps me going, keeps me um, that I'm going to probably do this for more of a long-term um, time because of how flexible it is. If something my son needs, I'm there. And my wife appreciates that. And it's, it's a better dynamic, to be honest, right now compared to how it was, you know, 2019, you know, in previous years. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, I come in this the other way. I come in this backwards. I come in this true independent contractor who kind of needed to fill gaps of time in between things with gig work. And then the pandemic hit and I took on get more, more gig work and kind of really, even though I was already pursuing that, did that, but it also allowed me one of the same things you just talked about was, which was a lot more time with my son at a time when I know he needed it and he was starting to live here full time. And we just had a lot we were going through. I mean, like each person has their own story. I, I always, you know, I'm always, there's a, some people in my life who always remind me to, you know, never forget. You never know what somebody's going through. So like, you know, you seem to forget that in the moment you need to remember it. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> you know, it's true. I mean, you never, ever, there's no way you could know what's going on with somebody in that moment. So, Ash, what about you? I mean, what's, you know, what's, what's, what's hardest, you know, what's hard on you about the long hours, the unknown pay? I know there's a thrill to all this too, but. Uh... Well. Basically, I'm kind of like a crisscross between Kim and Hannibal because I'm like Kim. Um, I like to break down my hours because I was locked in. You guys call it a W-2 job, but in Canada, mm -hmm. we just call it, I don't know, I'm just employed by you, a company. Um, and, but when I was employed by a company, I felt locked in and strapped like to get my son from daycare. So I have my wife, but my wife does not drive. So to get my son from daycare, it's me, the only driver. So I would have to go on my lunch break and I was being disciplined from the company near the end. So for me, I kind of feel like Hannibal does. It's a it's a relief. And I'm like, Kim, because I put in about six and a half to seven hours of gig work per day. And that's if I do like today, I didn't. And then after that, I will edit in the evenings after my son goes to bed. But what helps me manage the stress is I used to work customer service. I'm a chatty Kathy 24-7. So what helps with that? Talking to a camera. <laughs> I, if anybody watches my videos, I basically just have a conversation. You know, and it's like I, I've seen Pedro's videos, for example. He's just having a conversation, talking to the camera. Right? I talk about like my orders, them in order, what happened. It could be boring, but it's me talking about my day. Because to be honest, does my wife really want to hear what I have to say about my day every single day? No, but that's why I have an audience that does. Because do I want to hear what happens with her day every single day? No. So you get a new people every single time. And honestly, if it wasn't for this, this camera is the same camera I use for gig work. It's the same one I use for sit down, live streams, whatever. It, it makes a difference. But I'm not busting eight hours a day. So I can't speak like Pedro saying, you know, go for two, three hundred dollars. I'm like, no, I'm going home. I'm done. So. <laughs> so so like coworkers, really? Yeah. Like you're it's like a, it's like the coworker thing, because I'm not sure. 
you know, I, I like I like I we've talked about before. You you recently had what we call AW two, and you yes. just referred to as a job. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> you recently had one of those going full time. Plus, the, right. so the gig work was on the side. Yes, I was. Um, I was doing full time customer service, forty hour work week. I was doing gig work part time, about four hour intervals, two three times a, uh, a week, and I was editing YouTube videos at the same time. And my hair that is blonde was turning gray. <laughs> are you, so, I mean, like, even though it's only been a couple of weeks, are you feeling any different being full-time gig? So the thing is, what people don't know is I took a personal leave completely unpaid anyways from my job for a while. Okay. So I've had time to just break into the shell of things. And 125,000% mentally do I feel better. Mm. Because I've I found out more things about the company that's gone down the drain, and it's like I'm so glad that chapter has been closed. It's gone, and my biggest priority: my son is three years old. Having a, a kid of that age takes up. First of all, he's more crazy than I am, so it takes a lot of time and focus, especially when I'm trying to teach him like things like I don't know alphabet, whatever you want to name it. So I'm relieved. I'm way more relieved. Yeah. I'm a Hannibal. <laughs> Ash, I think it's Ash. I, sorry, Steve. I just want to no, say something ahead. before go I forget. I think go it's, ahead. I think we just, what you just said about talking to the camera and how that can be helpful is, I could definitely resonate with that. You know, yeah. like, cause, cause, because we, we, we weren't by ourselves and we, we have these situations. We can have frustrations. We've mm -hmm. all been there, right? This order's crappy. This person, this, this merchant, this customer. I'm seeing two dollar orders all day, whatever. You know, I'm not making money, yeah. have a car issue. And like having that camera there, you feel like you're almost not alone because you realize people are going to be watching it later. So you feel like you're like it, it like it's it's for something. You it's know a journal. What I mean? like, it's a digital yeah, journal and people a, can yes. comment on it. Yeah, yeah. It's a digital journal. I never thought about it like that, but it's a great way. It's like because when you're not feeling good, what sometimes what like specialists or therapists or professionals might say, hey. <laughs> Why don't you journal a little bit, right? Yeah. So it's a very it's a it's a it's a video journal in some ways for some of us. Very. So I, I really resonated. With, like I, that that makes a lot of sense when you said that. So yeah, it's cool. I'm glad you feel that way too. Yeah, for sure. You you made him change his answer. <laughs> <laughs> Not change, so, but I just you he's know. an Ash. I'm a Hannibal. I think we I think I think we all can relate. We all content Absolutely. creators. We've all turned the camera on in our car. Or in our office space and we're like okay you know what i want to either vent for a minute or mm -hmm. i want to share an experience we've all done it and yep. at the end of the day like like when i'm done making that video i usually feel better because i got it out of my brain you know what i mean so absolutely like, I plus i can swear on my videos but if i swear around my three-year-old i'm in trouble by my yeah. wife so it's kind of a win-win <laughs> with the video camera yeah that's cool yeah john i got it i gotta ask you because you sh you should have all the answers man <laughs> <laughs> no pressure john right especially after that <laughs> Might the way, worn that's out. john's book mine's worn out i got a new copy um for me the way i handle my day-to-day -day is i've noticed that um when i when i'm really focused on the pickup time um my day becomes really stressful so especially if I'm like, go, 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 like, oh, pick this up, go, pick this up onto the next one. So for me, I've actually s slowed it down. You know, um, a lot of us were sports fans here. So in sports, you basically control the tempo of the game. You slow things down. And then so that's what I've done. So whenever I get to a restaurant, sometimes a little bit, like I'll go for a walk. Um, or I'll hang out in my ca car and call someone or I'll go inside. And I'll talk to some of the employees. Um you know, I'm very extroverted. I don't know if it's because of my background in sales. So I'm not, you know, afraid to strike, strike up a conversation. So, uh, you know, for me, things aren't as lonely as they used to be. And, uh, you know, just like Hannibal said, you know, whenever I feel stressed out and, you know, think I'm having a bad day, <laughs> I remind myself of my W-2. And, you know, because uh, working in sales, your, your job is pretty much on the line every day. Um, because, you know, job security is very, it's, it's almost non-existent in sales. So I try to mind myself of that and, uh, you know, uh, you know, put things into perspective, like Hannibal said, and, uh, you know, things, things have been so much better for me right now. Everything that I've just, you know, slow things down, take breaks here and there and just not try to rush so much. Yeah. Um, by the way, while we're, while we're, before we move anything forward, what are the five foundations of contentment to you, John? 
because I know that, I mean, obviously they're in the book, but just over overhead on them. Yeah, so real briefly, uh, the five foundations, so like the five aspects that I re- recommend everyone to focus on are your physical health, your mental health, your financial health, your spiritual health, and your uh, your social or your relational health. Yeah, and honestly, from John's book, like one of my favorite, my hardest chapter in John's book is eight. John has to look what that is. Yeah, there's so much information. Oh yeah, okay, that, that's, that's a good one. Right there. It's it's the experiment with minimalism, and I've talked to yeah. you about it. Mm. I just have a you know I have a kid. I have like I just feel like I I feel like I'm not a hoarder, but I feel like man, it wouldn't take much to feel like what. Like, <laughs> I need to start like what every time like I've, or when I've read that and I talk to you about it, everything makes sense, but it's just so hard to do for me. I don't know, you know. And it's not even that I need to hold on to all this stuff. I'm just I understand there's eBay. I know there's other way. I don't know. I was afraid of being a hoarder almost. Steve, somebody, somebody I was sort of grew up. My mom had like ten thousand plastic bags saved up over ten years. You know, in the, in the kitchen. And it's like they're just all there, all there. Wow. For what? So you don't want to waste them. You might use them one day, right? To be banned in Canada as of tomorrow. <laughs> as I say, uh, we can use them in New Jersey. We don't have plastic bags anymore. We do, but we have to pay California. for them. <laughs> no, they're ten Same. cents a piece if you need them. They're banned here as of tomorrow. <laughs> That's wow, crazy. we got plenty of plastic here. But I, uh, somebody told me if you don't touch something for a month. And it's not like a family heirloom. Get rid of it. That's what somebody told me. Like if you don't touch it, use it. Uh, you know, like you know, like just you don't need it. And uh, I think a lot of us we hold on to things for various reasons. You know, like whatever. But like a lot of it, you know, you don't you don't really need it. So you know, I haven't gotten to chapter eight yet, John. I'm gonna read that one tonight, actually. So I'm not All throwing right. it away, Pedro. I'm not throwing it away. <laughs> no, hold on. You're- Ash, you're touching, you're touching it. it. You're touching it. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't yeah. touched it in a month. But, but the, wait a minute. The Every, clock resets. You, just, yeah, you bought it another month. You bought it another month. Exactly. I forgot to take the dust off. Next June, I would be throwing away about eight grand worth of snowboarding equipment. <laughs> there you go. Well, you know what I'm saying. I mean, come on. You got to have fun with that. We have to have fun with that. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I don't know if it's a month, whatever it is for people. Yeah. I don't know. I guess it depends on how much stuff you have. I don't even feel like I have a ton. I just feel like I have some stuff that I probably don't need to have, and I just can't ever get to to dealing with it. I don't know. I'm the type that's always going to drop a, a joke or a comment wherever I can slide one in, so don't mind me. Love it, love it. Um, so yeah, so part I mean part of part of being healthy in the gig economy, part of staying motivated and helping to cope with stress, I think is having goals but I, I was trying to come up with a good way to word this and i was thinking having daily slash weekly goals versus reaching the like the difference between setting it and allowing yourself to not hit it and be okay with that because if like it if you give yourself eight hours and you say i'm going to make x amount but you're not there but you're only 50 short you're starting to push your limits i mean i know people a lot of, we we all know a lot of people who go out for long times at a time i as I get older, I find it very smart to play that card that, hey, when when it's eight, nine hours, it's enough. Don't keep going. Because even at your best, eight after eight, nine hours, you're not at your best, period. You're not. Um, so I don't know. You know, do you guys set goals? Some of you I know. So like, do you set goals? And then if you do, like daily, weekly, monthly, however you do it, and if you don't reach them, do you deal with it in a good way? Do you double up the next day in hours, which still is a problem? Or how do you handle it? Um, David? Yeah. Let's start with you. Yeah, I actually think uh, you know this well about Steve. I think earlier, like, how do you handle things? I think my problem is I'm always a very, like, 140% or nothing sort of a person. So I will just work and work and work and work. And then I disappear for a couple of weeks because I've just burned myself to the bone, basically. And then I get sick and then I just disappear and don't respond to anybody because I'm just in a hole recovering. So I think that's something that I've been trying to work through myself is, like, 
it's great Turn, to hit like on. superhuman mode, right? But like, you sh how can I like average out the peaks and the valleys a little bit, right? It's just you don't have to push yourself that far all the time, and I think that's uh, something I've been working on, and I do think having goals helps with that for me. I think having goals, but as part of that goal, having a goal that's a little further out, right? So for right. me, it's realizing that if I have not just a daily goal, but a monthly goal, it's great if I hit today, but if I ruin it for three weeks from out, out from now, I ain't going to hit that monthly goal, right? So that's really something I've been trying to work on. Yeah. And I know with you, David, it's kind of, it's kind of different too, because I've seen you, you know, at times be like, giving way too much going he's going to burn out and then i've watched that time be a couple weeks but i've also watched it be months on end when tt was completely there on the app for doordash you know when there was complete tip transparency coming through you were burning the craziest hours for months on end without break and without getting sick or anything somehow that energy and adrenaline was giving you the the energy and antibiotics to not get sick or whatever. Cause I don't know. I mean, you could run for months on end without stopping and you'd be good. And like, you True, know, but I've then, always learned there's, there's always a price to pay is what I've learned. The price, the price yeah, always comes yeah. at some point. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, it might yeah, not, I, it might not be months, but you'll pay the bill. Yeah. I mean, you're, you're talking, you're preaching to the choir, man. I've talked to you about it. I've tried to <laughs> David, you know, man, slow down. Um, but I mean, I'm sure we're all guilty of doing it, Hannibal. Um, you know, I know you do your son. I know that you have your dog walking. I know that you have side gigs, but you seem, you know, maybe I'm wrong, but you seem to have a good balance where you have a good amount of time with your wife, your kid, your work. Yeah, a lot of that has to be play, placing limits and a structure for myself. So I think last year was busier with all the things I was trying to do. And going back to what I was saying earlier, having a really strong, honest support system around you where someone can tell you, you know, my chick will tell me, hey, you, you, you're going a little bit too far in terms of you're working, you're working too much. You're, you're doing too much, especially if I'm making mistakes or I'm forgetting certain things because I'm busy doing 10 other different things. So this year it got a little better where I learned to say no. Um, I could have took on more jobs, more gigs, um, more opportunities, but I, I, I realized that it's a limit. Um, every day is a certain level of energy that I have. And once it's done, it's done. I can try to push through. Sometimes I do, but I think for the most part, if you try to push through too much, you know, burnout is possible. I kind of equate it to working out. I think a healthy working out schedule is when you are able to get your workout in, but you're not worked so hard that you're sore you don't want to do it the next day because you basically you you went too hard you you pushed yourself too much that you gotta get to that certain level of percentage where you can still work out still do your thing feel good but you're able to do it again tomorrow so sometimes ha being able to say no and and having some limits even with your goals i think that's a uh, better healthy situation for at least for me and i'm sure for everyone else yeah, I, I fully agree. I just I'm I'm impressed because you seem to have it. You seem to have it down pretty well, like the balance. I don't know. I know you get a lot of time with your kid, as do I. And, yeah. and I, I, I mean, I give up tons in my life to have to live the life that I live, which I'm not, you know, I'm not living in a 62 room mansion. John's been to my house. It's nothing. <laughs> it's not. I'm proud of my house. It's only 900 square feet. It's nothing huge. It has a little I like, tiny I like, those, I like that lights behind you, though. Those are pretty yeah. snazzy. See, that makes the whole house. Yeah, yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> and Ash has got something cool going on there, too. I don't know what that is. That looks Costco. Costco. Oh, that looks <laughs> you got cool. Costco in your bedroom? <laughs> this is my, uh, my basement. My basement. But nice. This is, I mean, this is, so here's an important one that I'll, I'll move. And, and if you feel like answering the daily weekly one too, but like John, Pedro, Ash, how do you guys like adding to that? Cause it's like Pedro, I know you do and you can discuss it to whatever length you might want to, but do you guys have long-term goals outside of gig work? Is gig mm -hmm. work a means to an end or is it even a means to a means where it'll still be on the side? if and when needed yeah that's good yeah um you know i think goals are always personal to to each individual i i definitely have long-term goals and 
uh, some people know about them. I share about a little bit of that on my channel. Um, you know, my goal for me is I knew last year of last January when I started. No, was it last? Yeah. Hold on. Are we the year? Anyways, it's been a year and a half. Yeah. Of me being full time gig work. Right. I, I had a goal. Of, I'm going to grind for six months and learn my market, learn these apps, make some videos, whatever I had, you know, and, and I was able to do that. So I, I knew in the beginning there was going to be a lot of like active work, like physically in my car, physically delivering food, picking up passengers, making a video like and I, I knew that was going to take some time. And then I start then the second phase of my goal is, OK, a little bit less on the gig apps, but a little bit more on like other things I got going on, other side hustles, other endeavors. So that when I get to phase three and four, I'm not in the car delivering McDonald's as much. I'm doing other things. Right. So like for me, my goals, I kind of chopped them up into different one or one and a half one or one and a half year increments so that I didn't feel like I needed to do it all at once. Um, because much like David was talking about, like I would like sometimes do too much, like grind too hard, make my body physically not like like break down. And what I learned from that was. I can get a lot done in a week, let's say, right? But then the following week, if I'm not really useful, then basically I just I just traded one week for the next. So I really didn't get a lot of work done, right? Over that two week span. So I'm learning now to kind of like, okay, I got phase one, phase two. Okay, let me figure out how to like, like think about what I want to do next year and like make sure I'm doing the correct things now so that I'm not burnt out when next year comes. So I'm trying to be like not, I'm trying to step back a little bit and realize Maybe one day I don't need to work as much and hit that $200 goal because I used to have a $200 a day goal. I don't have I've minimized that goal now for me because I realize that I can't achieve my other bigger dreams if I'm in my car for 10 hours a day. I just can't. Like, there's not enough time and hours in the day. So I'm trying to like work less and maybe make less now on the apps because it'll be a benefit benefit for me later in life, if that makes sense. Oh, and also when you burn yourself, even if you work five days in a row doing 10 hours as yeah, opposed to seven, a lot. Yeah. you're you're able to perform on day six a lot better if you've worked seven every day. Yeah. Well, plus Just part of my of part of my goal personally is to have a better work life balance. Like I want to like, I, I do every breakfast and every dinner with my daughter. Like that's a big deal for me. Right. Mm -hmm. So, so that's six days a week, not seven. So like, that's a big deal. Put her to sleep, give her a bath, read her a bedtime book. Like I could make a lot more money, but like, what's the cost? Okay. I'm losing time with my kid. Right. So, right. and I want to be around every holiday. So like for me, like I'm, I'm okay with taking the less money now on the gig apps because it's going to serve my bigger goal a better. It's going to be allow me to get to my end game a lot quicker actually. And that's a hard pill to swallow because like you want to make a thousand bucks a week with DoorDash. But like I have to sacrifice that if I really want to do the things I want to do a couple of years from now. And that, that's tough to think about, but it's, it's worth it for me. It's working out. OK, so. John, how about yep. uh, what? I mean, because I know you do again. I know you do. What what are your long term goals or, you know, how do, are, are you doing anything about your long term goals in the here and now? And I mean, I mean, I guess I should restate that long-term goals could be paying off credit. It could be starting a business. It does. It, there is no definition behind it. I mean, it's whatever your goal is. If your goal is to pay off debt, you know, maybe you've got it spread around, and, and really, it's just been rough on you, and it's stressing you out every night. Well, then that seems like your target, you know, is debt. Um, but what about you, John? I mean, I know that you've got. I know you've got lots of ambitions and big ideas. So, um, you know, is there a timeline that goes with that? Is there, is there things that you've tried to put on yourself as like earmark or benchmark points or. Uh, yeah, really good question. Uh, for me, well, you know, to, I, I wanted to quickly address, um, the point we were talking about earlier about, you know, day in, day out, what it is that I do to stay healthy and, you know, try to reduce my stress. Um, in the morning I work out, um, you know, either, you know, depending how I feel that day, I'll go around, shoot some hoops or, um, I'll lift weights. I, I realize that that gets me ready physically and mentally for a day. And then also, um, you know, I just look at, you know, gig work as a marathon. I look at it the long, the long game rather than the short game. So I try not to burn myself out like I used to. So, you know, if I'm working eight hours a day, if I'm not going to hit my goal, I just go home and try to do better the next day. Uh, I realize that, you know, if I, if I do that, then 
I feel them better, like you guys said, you know, in, you know, second week, third week of the month, rather than try to work 10, 12 hours a day and tell myself, like, oh, you know, I'll just work six hours the next day. It doesn't work that way. But to answer your question, um, yeah, I have a lot of long-term goals. Uh, you know, I'm trying to grow my Instagram account. Um, I'm actually, I think we've had this conversation before. I'm actually starting um, a new YouTube channel to, for, you know, for the videos that I was, I've already been making on my channel. But that YouTube channel is going to be dedicated to the self-development videos. I'm going to try to grow that and, uh, you know, sell, sell more books. Um, I hate this word, you know, influencer, but, you know, kind of become that type of person and, you know, just, just try to, um, you know, spread the message that I feel like I was put on this planet, which is, you know, the five, the five foundations of contentment, because I think a lot of people could use it right now, uh, you know, become a public speaker, um, kind of like, you know, become like a mini version of Tony Robbins. I guess that's it. That's the best way I could put it. <laughs> Love that's it. a good way to put it. That's awesome. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Um, John, John, you and I have very similar goals, my friend. Maybe, maybe one day we'll sell out an arena together, my friend. <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> hey, hey, hell, I mean that though. I'm not being, yeah, yeah. Um, Kim, then Ash, what? I mean, how, Kim? What about you on the? Because I do, I know you have daily, weekly goals. How do I, you, how do you react when you don't reach them? How do you deal uh, with it? It's make, okay. Well, first of all, I am. Me personally, I am a very goal oriented person because I'm competitive with myself. And actually, I'm, I feel like I'm a rare breed that actually goals motivate me to really achieve something. So I've always been that way in business and now what I do in my own business. So goals actually help me. But if I don't make my day, I leave it with that day. There, to me, there's no making it up. That day is that day. You move on to the next day, and you work whatever you work, and you know what? You go home at the end of the day, and it's it, it's okay, you know. But I feel like for me, goals are set in place because they motivate me to keep on going and to really achieve something for me personally. As far as long-term goals, you know, right now gig work works for me and my life and my family and what's going on. You know, we all, I feel like we all have long-term goals and it's really going after those long-term goals and pacing yourself to achieve those long-term goals. Hmm. Right. Um, what are your long-term, do you, what, what are your long-term goals, Kim? <laughs> Are you, or do you have any you can share? I, mean, I don't want to pull anything out of anybody they don't want to share. I mean, maybe it's no. to take over the world and you don't want to say it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, I, I don't know whether I have big goals like become, you know, you know, Tony Robbins or anything like that. But, you know, it's it, right now I feel like I'm more in the present than I am in the future um, just because that's where I'm at as a mom and my lifestyle and my family. You know, I have... I feel like there's different categories I have long-term goals in. Like I have long-term goals in business. I have long-term goals as being a mom. I have long-term goals for YouTube. Like I feel like they're very, it's kind of almost a hard question to answer because I almost feel like they're com compartmentalized based off of, you know, what the future holds. But the way I see it is I, I'm running my own business now, whether it's gig work, YouTube, like I feel like everything is my business and it's running my business and it's how do I keep expanding my business over the long-term goal. And that's actually what I think of when I think long-term goals is how do I keep growing my own personal business to keep growing myself and my wealth and everything else that's associated with it. Yeah, that's kind of how I. That's kind of how I've been doing mine too. Is I, I think of it as my brand. Even if you're not a creator on YouTube or you're not whatever, it's your brand. You're your yeah. brand. If you're going to be an cool. independent contractor, you could do everything you want. You just you're your brand. Um, the thing I found super helpful for me is like, what can I do to remove just like all the small frictions in my day? And maybe that's sort of a thing for me, but it's just actually like death by all these decisions. And I guess ironically, that's probably partially why trying to, you know, towards what we're trying to build more with Para is, you know, what I call that personal dispatch system. How can something act on your behalf? But at least for me is if I can cut out all the small decisions that at least buys me, like, I guess the mental space to focus on what really matters. I feel like for me, I'm the sort of person where like, if I look on Amazon, 
I will then spend the next hour trying to find the exact perfect thing, reading all the reviews, <laughs> talking myself out of everything. And when I take a step back, I don't really give a shit, right? Like, to be honest about that much of a thing, but like, it's just like, if you get me in that mode, it's like, ah. So for me, it really is sort of like, how can I not have to decide about that? How can I, you know, you know, not take the trips I don't want to? How do I remove the, those small decisions? So that's like one thing on my end. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, and you have a bigger picture too. I mean, David, you have para, but you also have uh, the driver um, rights.org. And that's a passion that David and I have shared since the beginning. Um, so I know that that's huge and the way it blew up has been huge. Um, so, I mean, I know that that's a huge passion of yours alone. I know that's huge. I'll do a quick shout out on that actually. And then I unfortunately have to run here, but, uh, uh, we started a new campaign this past week, which you could sort of click to mail message your congressperson or representative. And we've actually got 1600, you can click to send a letter and we've had 1600 letters sent to representatives this week alone. And the letters so, are pre-written. They're sort of pre-written and you can fill in a yeah. bit that you want to, but, uh, and, and we've got some responses. So that's sort of got me super excited here actually is, mm -hmm. uh, you know, hit people up enough times, get somebody's attention and let's see where it goes. So that's, and, you know. And to do that, they go to driverrights.org. Yeah. 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 And there's like an action network campaign. Yep. So you guys do that. Um, David feel better. Uh, thank you. Sorry, I'm, sorry I'm you're under the weather. The, yep. Sorry. I got to catch my, my Walgreens shuts at seven. So I got to go catch it. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, feel better. Feel better. Care. Get better. Um, Ash, uh, I think <laughs> I already know that you don't have daily, weekly goals because <laughs> you said that. But what about? But what about long term? Because like Kim, like I know that right now you're your mom. Yes. So I think that that makes you know like how Kim is like. Well, right now I'm enjoying this being mom, and so I mean I know that till a certain age that is just a thing. That's just how it is. Um, is that kind of you too, or do you have some long-term goals that don't involve gig economy or that do in your own way or? Well, first of all, for the daily goal, I'm the opposite effect. I have a minimum goal. I don't go for, I want the high market because I know my market is, you fill in the blank there, horrible. Um, so because of that, I just go for the minimum goal. And if I can top up, I top up. And if I can't top up, YouTube pays me. There's my top up. I'm happy and I'm hitting my lights. That's fantastic. Um, but realistically speaking in my head, there are two things. One, I want to be able to look back in the future. Like I have a photo album and inside my photo albums are some of my thumbnails and I want my son to be able to look back and say, well, my mom actually did this. This is actually pretty cool. Uh, one goal that I have is maybe a little bit different than others. I have received a lot of negative feedback since changing my lifestyle, since leaving my job. You know, you don't work for a company anymore. You don't get benefits. You don't get your pension. What the hell were you thinking? And it's from the people that are the most closest to you. Not my wife. She's super supportive. So the one thing I want to do is prove them wrong a hundred percent. And I can't wait to slap the check in their face and say, <laughs> shut up because I'm not listening. Now, <laughs> my thing is not, do I want to do gig work forever? No. But do I want to do YouTube forever? Yes. Because I've been doing YouTube since I was 17. Hannibal, you made me check back on my other channel and I found that comment on that video. I'm like, holy crap. It's so true. You found yeah, me on that bit. one. Yeah. And That's funny. <laughs> I've always loved editing videos, but when I used to do it when I was 17, it was to blow off some steam. Now it helps me with my ADHD. Talking to the camera helps with the ADHD. Getting out of the house helps with the ADHD. But in the long perspective, I don't know if it's really being in front of the camera, being behind the camera, being editing, but I can see somewhere along the lines of marketing in my future when it comes to YouTube video marketing of some sort. But the bottom line is I just want to prove the haters wrong. The haters are the ones that are close to me. And like I said, I just want to make them shut up. That's it. That's my goal. So nice. Thanks, Pedro. I, lo I love <laughs> that. Yeah, that's, love that's that. good. It's, you know, it's, it's odd. It's 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 odd. I think, like, I mean, all I'm meshed tough. together. It's like all of us have these pretty like crazy circumstances. If yep. some people hurt them, but we're all pretty much alike, really. Absolutely. I, mean, I like things... to 
also think that the ones that are the most sarcastic, fun-loving, like that's what I call it. I'm sarcastic, <laughs> but I am fun-loving. I do it out of love. Mm -hmm. um, we're the ones that can kick down the most, and that's because we've been <laughs> kicked down the most, you see? So <laughs> I, I, I got brothers and everything else. I build that stuff up. So, uh, yeah, that's just I, – I don't know, like, career-wise where I want to go because it's been such a shaker on what's happened in my life in the last six weeks that I can't even get a grasp on that right now. I think I knew that it, how how outgoing Ash was the first time we had her on the round table and she shot Gary down in minutes. <laughs> she just was like, she's just mean him. She's like, you need to zip it pretty much. I think I, saw, I, think I was in that live. I think yeah. I saw that. Yeah. I was like, I knew you were going to come hot on me. Let's yeah. go. Like, but I'm always, I'm always out of love though. I'm not a hater. I, 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 you know, I, I get the hate, but I don't love to hate, but I love to have fun. So Gary's sarcastic. Well, I'm sarcastic. And we share the exact same birthday. So yeah. it comes in handy. I just yeah. like to have fun. I like to have a lot of fun. So no, it, it actually, oddly, you guys remind me a lot of each other. <laughs> yes, it, we do. Yeah, Leo's, no, you really Leo's, do. Like, I would expect you to be brother rock. sister. It wouldn't shock me at all. If you yeah, or Leo's so were on our rock. I don't know the age difference, but uh, yeah, exactly. I'm Gary's just... pretty old. <laughs> I'll say yes. Hey, watch it. I'm like the same age as Gary. <laughs> <laughs> if anybody ever asks, how do you describe Ash? I always say it's technically two words, but I put it in one a lot. That's how you describe me a lot. And you can go in so many directions with that. <laughs> That's good. That's funny. A lot. I like that. So, I mean, there's, there's other things we, we could talk about that I think people need to explore. And John's channel is probably a really good one to explore some of this, you know, make sure you're getting some exercise out of the gig, outside of gig work, like not just delivering food, but doing something, even if it's 15 minutes, um, you know, I, it sounds stupid but until you're reminded of it. It's another one of those things where I believe that, you know, deep breaths are huge. But mm -hmm. for some reason, when you need to take them, you never do until somebody says it. You're like, yo, settle down. Take some deep breaths. <laughs> it's like, all right. And then at first you're like all locked up, like, no, I'm not going to do that. No. And then you're like, all right. <sighs> no, it's, it takes a minute to get there. It's weird. Yeah. But I guess what I would like to do since, um, uh, limited time here is go around the table and see if we all can share like um, one thing we do to stay motivated and, and one mechanism we use to cope with stress. Um, you don't have to share, don't have to share all of our, you know, dirty secrets, but maybe we could share one, you know, I, so. I'll go, I'll go first. Cause I want to hear everybody. <laughs> the else dirty are the clean ones. There. Yeah, no. <laughs> so Steve, well, you, you share whatever you want. Steve, you asked, uh... <laughs> Don't let me talk. Then. Yeah. <laughs> let's just give, hold on, hold on. I think we've got about what 13 minutes left. I'll, let's just give the rest of the 13 to ask. I think that'll probably be a lot better than what the rest of us can come up with. <laughs> so, <all> <laughs> So you you asked what's the one thing that keeps us motivated, right? Is that that was the question, right? Yeah, or you specifically, however you however you want to answer. Yeah, it. yeah, yeah. I mean, man, listen, I'm gonna be like, so my oldest daughter's 21 years old. She her what? birthday was last week. Yeah, 21. She's a woman, okay. And then I have a 14 month old. So I'm like, oh, that's so boom, cute. right? That's so cute. But I, I miss so much time with my older daughter because I was salary, grind, restaurant industry, just like, oh my God. Just, and you think you're spending enough time with your kid, but each kid's different. They, they require different things. They, their expectation levels might be different. Some kids are like, eh, I just need to see my dad one day a week. Some kids want to see their dad every day, right? So I'm, I'm highly motivated every day to spend as much time with my 14 month old as I can and be available. And like Kim said earlier, like be present. And that's a big thing for me. And when I, when I have that, it kind of like self self motivates me when I feel like I have a good balance in my day or my week, you know, and I'm always able to say yes, you know, to, to, to my, 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 my father saying, Hey, you want to come by for dinner tonight? Or my mom saying this, or my nephew says, Hey, I got a baseball game Saturday. Can you come to it? I like to say yeah to those things. And I can bring my daughter with me and like, that is a big motivator for me, like figuring out how to make like passive income and being able to like spend time with my, my, my daughter like that to me. Like if I can do that, I'm good because, I, you know, I, I, it's, it's important. You know, it took 
it's it's I want to have more time with the people that I love and um, the gig work provides me that I'm super lucky and that's why I'm grateful for it. But that's the one thing that kind of keeps me going every day. How can I be a better dad? How can I spend more time with my kid? How can I be more available for my family and friends? You know, even things like this, you asking me to come on a panel. I want to be able to say yes to that. Whereas if I had a W2 or something else, maybe I can't do that. Right. So mm-hmm. for me, it's like being present, spending time with my kid, having a better balance. Cause when I was younger, I did not have that. So. So, and what about, I mean, if you can't think of one, but what's a coping mechanism for if you, I guess for you would be if you're, if you find yourself not having that time with your daughter and you're just kind of sitting in your car one night, you know, like I haven't seen my daughter in a few days. What am I doing? You know, yeah, good like, question. I, I, I ask uh, Madison, my girlfriend, you know, I ask her, Hey, I, I check in with her, you know, how are you feeling? Am I doing okay? Like, and she's extremely honest with me and blunt. And she knows that if I ask her those kind of questions, like, how, how are we doing? How, how, you know, how was my week? Did you feel like I did? Like, how are you feeling? Like, she'll tell me. And so we, we kind of have that agreement. I, we check, we call it checking in with each other. And she does the same with me. So I know she's going to be 100 with me. And I might also ask my dad, Hey, I'm having a struggle with this. Can I just talk your ear off for a minute? Those are the two people I can kind of lean on to say, give me some perspective because sometimes we get, focus on our internally how we're doing and we think it's okay but maybe it's not so i just check in with those two people and they kind of ground me so that's what i do if i was to check in with my wife right now she'd say that i didn't take out the garbage so I'm not gonna check in with her. <laughs> but that's a but that's a little but that's a little thing that's a little it, thing. it is it, it well yeah it, well, those little things can, turn can grow big into things. a big oh, thing yeah. and i love to name madison if i have a daughter i want to yeah. name my daughter madison point blank yeah, it's, period. It's a, it's gorgeous a name, name. Yeah, it's a pretty dope name. Yeah. So, Kim, what about you? Um, my motivation is my family, my daughter. Um, really doing the best I can for both of them. Um, and really, you know, going back to being like that present parent in my daughter's life. So that's always my motivation because I am a mom and wife first, and then all this other stuff kind of comes after that. They're always going to be my priority. And then how I cope, I feel like we all cope with it differently. We all have our mechanisms and I feel like it could be, it's different almost every single day. It could be taking time and watching TV or a show on Netflix. It could be reading a book. If I have time to like have five minutes a day and read a book, it could be I have my favorite. I'm just very fortunate. I'm by the beach. It could be taking five minutes after an order that I'm by the beach and just going and watching the ocean and the waves come in and going, oh, okay, that's my moment of calm. So Mm. I feel like it could differ by day um, just based off of what's going on and how much time. But I think it's really important, even if it's five minutes, to take that pause and go, oh, okay, I can breathe. And then keep going with your day and whatever else is going on. Yeah. Hannibal, how about you? Uh, I seem like I don't want to repeat everyone's answers, but <laughs> I guess um, I could just I piggy- yeah, piggyback on everyone about their motivation. My yeah, my motivation is yeah, obviously the you know, making sure that my family is taken care of. I think my goals is connected to those motivations. So Right now, my goal is to at least replace the income that I'm getting from the dogs and the the outside work, like being outside, physically doing work and able to make that income in in terms of content creation. Either I'm either editing a video or writing or podcast. If I can do that, I know that opens up a lot of opportunities for me and my family, more time or flexibility, Um, taking care of dogs as living beings. You can't necessarily go travel when you got to take care of dogs so that's my ma- main motivation um in terms of coping wait before you just- before you even answer co- coping because i'm interested because i gotta say that coping could be negative too like i think and i hope i think when you told me hannibal that you are either getting past it or you are past it but you used to have road rage road rage is a form of coping it's just not yeah. good yeah road rage yeah i think what stop that from happening is being self-accountable, realizing, do I want my son? I'm thinking about my son. He's he he'll be nine in January. Do I want him to behave this way when he's driving, when he's about to get in the car? And we all see people who have road rage when we're not the ones angry. We look at that person and we think, man, that person's losing it. Like it's kind of embarrassing. So I, I put that in my head. 
And driving in New York is very stressful. So I've already come into that idea. So a lot, a big motivation is for me to get off the road and make the kind of income where I don't have to be in, in traffic. Um, I think there was a study or I forgot, I didn't get to read the article about New Yorkers have the most stressful commute. Like just to go somewhere, especially for work, is the most stressful. So we already starting our day being on edge. That's just the New York lifestyle. But I don't want that lifestyle for me. So my motivation is, yeah, if I can make enough income where I don't have to be out during crazy um, morning rush, dinner rush, that kind of thing. That's that's what, what motivates me. So because I know I don't want to be outside uh, 10, 12 hours a day driving the car. So um, but you're right about coping in terms of reacting negatively to situations is not a good idea. And what helps me is going back to what Pedro saying, talking some talking to somebody. You have a feeling. The feeling just because you have a feeling doesn't mean it's true, right? So I will talk to my chick and I, I'll say, you know what? Am I crazy? But let me tell you, mom, a situation. You tell me what I, what, you know, what you think um, is is going on, or what, what's your perspective? I actually do it with someone else here, Pedro. I'm yeah. like, Pedro, tell me if I'm nuts, but I'm gonna tell you this situation. And problem is, when my, me and my chick we think so so much alike. She'd be like, yeah. They are disrespecting you. Yeah, you're right. I'm like, yeah. It'll be bogus. But he's engaging a little bit more. He's not as biased. So he'd be like, all right, you're a little sensitive on this, man. You need to calm down. I'm like, yeah, you're right. Fire to the flames. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, so you want, you also want different perspectives as well. You don't want someone just to continue to enable you, especially if you're already upset. But talking to people and, and expressing yourself, saying, hey, I feel this way. What do you think? And having a good uh, friend that's honest with you. Um, could put e everything in perspective for you and you could take that information. You can, you know, calm down a little bit. So that's my main co coping communication. If I if I feel uh, uh, uncomfortable talking to someone that I trust and I care about, that really helps me out. So with your with your wife, it, it's never. She never can break it down. Honestly, she can't. She's always too pro Hannibal. No, to... she, I think she does. But, but sometimes we are sometimes when you've been around with some of us so long, it, it's. Sometimes you can guess like you're going to agree with me on this one. I mean, I'm sure there's a few times we probably haven't agreed, but in terms of it, it really depends on the situation driving. We both probably don't like driving all that much, um, but like real honest stuff, like stuff that's either with my other family or re like really important things. She's always honest with me, but the, the go, you know, like the daily, this guy cut me off. She's never going to, it's probably really a low chance. You'll be like, you're wrong. Unless I've really did something crazy on the street. But um She's always even listen, even if even if uh it right or wrong, it's good to at least express that with someone just to get out. And you're not holding it in, you and and you're not because like you're saying, small things become really big things. And I think dealing with being in New York City, you'll you'll deal with someone who gets really angry at you for no reason or very small reason. It could be very simple, as you may have stepped in a line somewhere and you didn't see them and how some react really aggressively. You don't know why that one small thing is such a big deal to them. So it's like, I don't want to be that kind of person. So if I'm feeling a certain way, I need to be able to go somewhere to express that kind of feeling to someone I trust. So I'm not blowing up on a random person off of something small. I thought you were talking about Quebec there for a second. When you're talking, <laughs> stepping on a line, I'm like, oh, we, we entered my province now. <laughs> <laughs> so Ash, what about you? What about right. you and... Uh... Do you I'll, do, do you I'll do go this? the non-cliche. I'll do it. Um, All right. Yeah, for, for me, my motivation is just, I, I just want to have fun with things. As long as I'm creating content, I've said this over and over and over again. First of all, YouTube can always be a lot of drama. And I don't do drama. If I wanted to do drama, I'll pick a fight with somebody in the street, and I don't do that. <laughs> so <laughs> I just want to always have fun. My my pitch line, and whoever watches my, my channel... They know my pitch line is I call everybody lovelies, my lovelies. Why? Because that's literally how I'll talk to you on the street. If I see John, I'll be like, hey, how's it going, lovely? Or hi, love, or something. <laughs> that's just how I am, not to a stranger, but I feel connected with these people. So my motivation is just to keep up that momentum. People have told me, they're like, I really love that you call us lovelies. I'm like, oh, crap, people dig this? Okay. It's something I can do because it's authentic to who I am. Now, my my stress reliever, believe it or not, comes back to this W-2 lifestyle. Uh, I used to have off Sunday, Mondays. Horrible days off. Garbage. And my wife had the weekends off. Now, Sundays, 
we don't do anything because she's up at five o'clock, et cetera, et cetera. So Friday nights, it's me, her, and little man on the sofa playing some Mario Party. Like me and her will kick back a drink or two. We'll play Mario Party. And that's my Fridays and Saturdays. That's my de-stressor. YouTube is on the side. Gig work is on the side. Drama's on the side. Any of it's gone out the window. And I just play video games. And it's always Super Mario Party. I play on the Switch. <laughs> Anybody want to find me? You have to look me up at a hernia because I don't even use an account. <laughs> but <laughs> it's just, it's a lot of fun to be a 30-year-old that gets the game and have fun. And when I first met her, I've been with her for eight and a half years. When I first met her, we were into like Mario all the time. So it's so cool that since I left the W2 lifestyle to be a freelance, self-employed, whatever you want to call it, that I can do that now. And it makes mm -hmm. me just feel happy, happy enough that when it comes to Sunday nights, I make sure my video is released with the exception of this week. And <laughs> then I go forward and I can do the rest of my week. Yeah. Nice. That's cool. John, you know, I'm coming to you. <laughs> I, was, uh, I was counting it down in my head. No, uh, for me, it's a, uh, it's a long, complicated answer, but, um, you know, to you know, uh, the sweet and short version of it is, um, I, I don't know if it's because I don't have any kids yet, but uh, for me, I don't have, I don't want to have any regrets. Uh, you know, I want to be 50, 60, 70 and saying like, damn, I should have, you know, taken a risk or I should have traveled more, things like that. Um, uh, one of the things that I wrote about in my, you know, in my second chapter is that, um, you know, a goal is not a goal until you write it down. And, you know, I, I really believe in writing stuff down because, you know, you're committed. You know, whenever you sign something is on, on paper is something it's different than, you know, doing something online or on a computer. So the brain registered as something serious as something as you're going to commit to whenever you write a goal or, or I mean, when, whenever, yeah, whenever you write a goal. Um, but also I'm an extremely driven and ambitious person to a fault sometimes because uh, before I went to therapy, um, a lot of things that uh, were giving me anxiety and depression was that I was living in the future. Um, I wasn't living in the moment. And, uh, you know, therapist was like, <laughs> this is funny because, uh, this was like 2019, like around 2020, 2019, like right before the pandemic, she's like, uh, you know, you should live in the moment because you, you never know what tomorrow's going to bring. And lo and behold, a global pandemic was waiting, you know, six months later, but, um, but yeah, a lot of things that, you know, the goals and the, and the, the, uh, the milestones that I wanted to reach, I was living so much in the future that was giving me anxiety and it was, just, it was robbing me of my of my moment and the time now while I'm still young. So um, I agree with you guys. Live in the moment. Enjoy as much as you can as today while planning for the future. Best of both worlds. And, uh, you know, every time you're stressed out or, you know, lose motivation, take a break and remind yourself of why you're doing gig work or whatever it is that you're working on right now. Yeah. I drop on that one. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. You need, you need John's book, Ash. I do. Almost everybody on this panel is like showing a copy, and I'm showing stuffed animal for crying out loud. It should be available in Canada too. Woo! Yeah. So, Don't exclude uh, Quebec. Everybody excludes us. Yeah, and for again, one last time for this month, I just wanted to say that if you know anybody out there who needs help, um, the suicide and crisis lifeline has simplified its number from ten digits to eight. It's simply nine eight eight now. Um, you know, refer this to friends if friends call you and it seems outside of your scope. Um, be there for people, um, not just this month, but in general, because uh, burnout's quite real, stress is quite real, inflation's quite real. Um, and there's Can a lot I of things... one more thing, absolutely. Um, just wanted to say that you know, if you're in that position where you know you think about taking your own life, I would say don't don't you uh or don't try to uh resolve a temporary problem with a permanent solution that's all i'm gonna say yeah and that's part and thank you for that because that's part of why i put the number up there because another thing is is that you might i've lost two people two friends to suicide and um they might not feel like anybody they know they can connect with not anybody but 988 they don't know that person Maybe they can just, I mean, if that's where you're at, I mean, if you're really to that point, at least call 988 first. I mean, you, I mean, why not exhaust every chance you have? Because part of it might just be that you just don't think you have anybody you can talk to. I mean, you might find down the road you had 10 people you could have talked to, but at the time you might not know it. 
So if you're just if you're just that kind of no idea where to turn, it, it's there. You know, use it. Um, and uh, I know that's quite you know this was quite a, a deep dive subject because it's it affects everybody. I mean, we all affect we are all affected differently, and I see it playing out as we all talk from the YouTube world. I mean, I see it playing out in the YouTube world all the time. People's anger getting so high or they're, you know, and it comes out in the worst ways. And it comes out in ways that you can't even help them because it's not decipherable that it's a problem. They're making it like something aggressive and mean that isn't even related to what the real issue is. It's so true, so, Steve. So true. I mean, to everybody who feels that way, you know, like like Pedro said, or, who, you know, anybody tonight said, like, reach out to your girlfriend, your mm -hmm. boyfriend, your family member your favorite person message me on instagram friend, i'll always you know, answer come on but whoever you feel really i mean Absolutely. it doesn't have there's no there's no specification to who that person is just reach out to somebody you know, just reach out to somebody though i guess yeah. what i'm saying and uh because thing, things are things aren't you know things aren't dire we're not you know things will come back around but they're not coming back around tomorrow so I think we all kind of got to be there to support each other a little bit, a little bit and make sure we're checking in with people and uh, make sure everybody's doing well. You know, um, I think a lot of these creators here tonight all do that. That's part of when you say you're getting the camera time, you're also kind of connecting a bunch of people and it's almost like a way of making sure everybody's okay. You know, like, mm. yeah, I don't know. Yep. Um, but I want to thank everybody for joining us on the panel and please uh, check out all of their channels in the show notes. And until next week, when we will drop the next pair of presents, uh, be wise, earn smart, and uh, most important, be safe out there, everybody. Peace. Bye everybody. <laughs>